Church, we are super blessed this morning to have our senior pastor, Nathan Harris, bringing God's Word to us today. We are continuing in our Jesus the Game Changer 2 series this morning. So we are looking forward to what God has to say to us today. Thank you so much, Nathan. Well, thanks, Jody. It's really great to be sharing with you this morning. And uh, I know in the midst of the many of the challenges and uh, trials of this season, there have been some really funny moments as well. And we've been sharing across some of our online gatherings, um, some of these funny stories. And one that came from our house was after we organised some craft for our kids to do while they were stuck in the house. And they were really enjoying this and got right into it. And my four-year-old, she decided that she really wanted a toilet roll holder for her craft. And so the next time I went into the toilet, this is what I found. Check this photo out. Uh, She got her toilet roll holder okay. If only she knew how valuable that toilet paper was, she might have ditched the toilet roll holder for the toilet paper instead. But today we are continuing our series in Jesus the Game Changer. And our theme today is to the ends of the earth. But before we jump into today's topic, I want to ask you a few questions just to get you thinking, reflecting, opening your heart to God's Word this morning. So if you're a follower of Jesus, here's a couple of questions I just want to put to you. The first is this, when was the last time you were prompted by the Holy Spirit to pray for a friend or a family member who is not yet a follower of Jesus or is maybe no longer following Jesus? Uh, Here's another question. I wonder when when the last time was you were prompted by the Holy Spirit to share with someone else about Jesus and what He has done for you? When was the last time you were prompted by the Holy Spirit to reach out to a neighbour or a work colleague um, to help them and bless them in some practical way in order to reveal God's love and care for them? Or when was the last time you were prompted by the Holy Spirit to send a link of an online service to someone still exploring faith or someone with questions, someone looking for hope? And I wonder what you did in response to those Holy Spirit promptings in each of those situations. And the reason I ask you these questions is not to put you on a guilt trip this morning, far from it in fact, but it's because these are the questions that I felt the Holy Spirit was asking me as, and challenging me with as I looked at this passage that we're going to look at today, as I just opened my heart before God with this passage. These are the questions I sensed the Holy Spirit was challenging me with. So let me read to you our passage today. It comes from Acts chapter 1 and it says this. It says, After Jesus' suffering, He presented Himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that He was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, Jesus was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. 
They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is God's word to us today. And what we see so clearly in this passage is that the giving of the gift of the Holy Spirit was to empower us for mission. It is to empower us to take the message of hope and love and life found in Jesus to others and to the ends of the earth. And what we see so clearly here and throughout the rest of Acts is that a Spirit-filled people are a people on mission. One of the ways you know that you are a Spirit-filled follower of Jesus is that you'll be prompted to share with others You'll be prompted to invite others to find out more, to build relationships with others so that others can encounter this good news about Jesus. This week, we've been holding the Bridgman Prayer Tour with lots of people across our church praying in locations across the community and city. It's just been an awesome time to pray together with lots of great stories. On Monday, Pastor Matt and his wife Gemma set aside Um, part of the day to go and to pray over some of these sites, particularly in around the city area. And as they were getting ready to go, Matt had this really strong sense that he was going to run into Pastor Peter, his dad, on this prayer tour on this particular day. Well, Matt and Gemma, um, they went into the city, prayed at some sites, and they ended up at the Story Bridge. And as they were praying there, they had this really strong sense that God was saying to them that, that they had been placed in this city, that as a church we have been placed in this city for this time, for this generation, and that we had this weight of responsibility to share this good news with others, this message of the hope and life found in Jesus. In fact, this is the post they put up um, in just responding to what they sensed God saying. They said, a joy-filled morning. As we prayed, we sensed God saying, this is the city I have placed you, Bridgman, to be my witnesses. This is a holy calling, a responsibility. What a privilege to be part of it. They kept praying at a few other locations around the city area. And at the end, they decided, let's go to Mount Kutha um, just to finish up our prayer time. And when they pulled up at Mount Kutha in their car, who pulled up right next to them? None other than Pastor Peter and Marie right there. And in that moment, Matt knew, Matt and Gemma knew that this was no coincidence, that God had something in store that He wanted to do, that He wanted to say or or, um, speak into this particular moment. Well, as they stood together looking out over the city of Brisbane on Mount Cutha and they began to pray, Pastor Peter prayed and the first words that came out of his mouth were, Lord Jesus, we have a responsibility to reach out and share the message of hope and life found in Jesus with this city. And Matt said it was this powerful Holy Spirit moment where they just knew without a doubt, this was the Spirit of God speaking to them, affirming that this was the calling, that this was a responsibility that's been given to us. And how encouraging to hear stories like that, how affirming for us as a people. The good news is this, we've extended the prayer too, as you've heard already, we've extended it for another week. So it's not too late for you to be a part of this as well. 
But when Jesus promised the gift of the Holy Spirit, it was to fulfill a number of roles in our lives. We see in Scripture, the Holy Spirit has been given to help us and to guide us and to reveal truth to us and to intercede for us, the Scripture said, and to convict us of sin and to fill us with hope and impart God's love to us and to comfort us. And what a blessing the Holy Spirit is. And we give thanks for this, this precious gift today on Pentecost Sunday. However, Michael Green explains it like this. He says these words. He says, The Spirit of God came upon Christian individuals in order to create in them a quality of life that would otherwise be beyond their powers. But there can be no doubt from a candid examination of the New Testament accounts that the prime purpose of the coming of the Spirit of God upon the disciples was to equip them for mission. The comforter comes not in order to allow men to be comfortable, but to make them missionaries. I love that quote. Here's another from Henry Martin, who was a pioneer missionary to Muslims in India and Persia. He said this, these words. He said, The Spirit of Christ is the Spirit of missions. And the nearer we get to Him, the more intensely missionary we must become. You see, Spirit-filled followers of Jesus are a people on mission a people compelled by the love of God and the Spirit of God to tell others about the life-transforming message of hope and healing that is found in Jesus. And by this, I don't mean getting up on a street corner on a box and preaching with a megaphone and a, and a sign with Bible verses on it. Although if, if the Holy Spirit prompts you to do that, then, then go for it and don't hold back if He tells you and prompts you to do that. But, but we have all been wired uniquely. We've been designed by a creator God uniquely with different personalities. We all have unique stories and different gifts that He has given to us by the Holy Spirit. Some of us are extroverts and, and, and love a crowd. Others prefer, much prefer a one-on-one -on -one personal conversation. Some of you are great at hospitality and just love having people over. Others are great at inviting people to events. Some of you are deep thinkers and love nothing more than a, a, a good intellectual discussion. Others of you have a mercy gift and have this incredible capacity to love and to care for those in need in our world. And in the Bible, we see um, recorded all different styles of reaching out to others in response to the Holy Spirit's promptings and the Holy Spirit's giftings. We see that the Apostle Paul had a, an intellectual approach. We see the blind man in John 9, he had this testimonial approach to reaching out to others. Peter had more of a bold confrontational approach. If you know his personality in the Scriptures, this is who he was. Matthew in Luke 5 had an interpersonal approach. He hosted a party. The Samaritan woman in John 4 had an invitational approach. She invited others to come and see. Dorcas in Acts Chapter 9 had a service approach to reaching out to others. It says she was always doing good and helping the poor. And there are many different and unique ways and creative ways that the Holy Spirit prompts us to reach out to others with the good news about Jesus. But it all begins 
simply by, by responding to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and then by stepping out in faith and obedience as He prompts us, as He speaks to us. And as we do this, as we respond, we have this incredible privilege of being on the front line of seeing God's amazing grace and, and love transform lives and bring freedom and bring joy to people. It's an incredible privilege and there's no greater cause to live for in this world. Recently, I was catching up with some pastors from other pastors from here in Brisbane. And as we were gathering together, one of the pastors was sharing with us, a smaller group of us, a story about how he'd been challenged recently about reaching out in a greater way to others. He'd had a guest speaker come to his church and they went out for lunch together. And he said, as he was sharing together over lunch, this guest speaker shared about Jesus with four other people in this short period of time. And after this, he said, I was really challenged. He said, I, I wanted to be more open to the prompting of the Spirit, more ready to share with others the good news about Jesus. And so he prayed a prayer. He said, Lord, Lord God, I just want to be more open. Holy Spirit, I want to be more open to the prompting of your Spirit. I want to be used by you in a greater way to reach out to others. And you might think, well, pastors would have plenty of time to do that. Why does he have to pray this prayer? But I want to tell you, even as pastors, it's easy to get busy, to get consumed with other issues and um, personal things in our own lives as well. It's just as easy for us to get distracted or empower others for mission, but forget that God wants to use us in a personal way as well. And so he prayed this prayer. And uh, just a, a few days later, he was going down to get some lunch from the local shops. He was going down to buy a pie, in fact, from the bakery. And as he got down to the bakery, he felt the Spirit of God prompt him to share with this lady at the bakery. And he thought to himself, oh, Lord Jesus, how can I share with this person? There was people around, there was a queue there. She's gonna think I'm unusual, I'm strange. Uh, I really don't wanna do that. So he's having this wrestle with God and he did what any good pastor would do in that moment. And he just ignored that prompting of the Spirit and he walked away from that opportunity. And as he got into his car and he was driving away, he said to God, he said, God, well, what would have you wanted me to say to her anyway? And he sensed the Spirit of God say to him that, that he wanted him to say to this lady that, that um, he, she needed to reconcile with her daughter. And so sensing this, this pastor um, was really convicted by this. And so he turned his car around, remembering that prayer that he prayed, he turned his car around, he walked back into that bakery. And he walked up to this lady and he said, look, I wanna assure you there's nothing wrong with my pie. The pie is fantastic, but I'm a pastor from a nearby church and I felt really prompted by God just to share something with you. And I wonder if you have a daughter. And she said, yes, I do have a daughter. He said, well, well I just sense that God was saying to me to tell you that you need to reconcile with your daughter. And as he spoke these words, this lady um, at the bakery had this look of complete disbelief that, that he would know this about her life. And this pastor quickly went on to say, I just wanna share this with you because God wants you to know that he loves you, that he cares about you and he cares about your daughter and he, he values you so much and he wants to bless you and he wants to help you. And this, now there's, there's a queue building up behind him and there's other people around. And um, this lady just simply says to him, you need to come back again. And this pastor says, yes, I will. And this incredible opportunity opened up for him. But isn't that exciting? Don't you wanna be a part of something like that? This is the opportunities that take place when we are open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You know, on Pentecost Sunday, 2020, if you are feeling dry spiritually, if you feel like you were just going through the motions in your journey of faith, 
If you feel like you have lost your spiritual passion, I wanna tell you one of the, the best things you can do is to get on board with the mission of God in bringing His love and saving power to this world. Because Spirit-filled people are a people on mission telling others that there is a God who loves them and that they are so precious in His sight and so valuable to Him. And when we get on board with that mission, the Spirit of God fills us and anoints us and, and uses us powerfully. So the first part of this passage is that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witnesses. But the second part is, well, where to? And Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And partly Jesus is talking geographically here, as can be seen throughout the rest of Acts. Many commentators have pointed out the fact that in Acts, that Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is like a kind of table of contents for the rest of the book of Acts. In chapters 1 to 7, it covers the events that took place in Jerusalem. In chapter 8, it shows the followers of Jesus spreading throughout Judea and Samaria. And then chapter 9 shows the conversion of Paul and then his missionary journeys going out to the ends of the earth as they were then known at that particular time. But what Jesus is saying here when he says to the ends of the earth, it's more than just geographical in nature. He's also talking about crossing boundaries socially and culturally and even economically. This is what he's getting at. And we see this in the text because the apostles, they still cherish this narrow nationalistic aspiration. They asked Jesus if he was about to restore to Israel her national independence. In his reply, Jesus broadened their horizons. He showed them that his kingdom would be spiritual in its character, transforming the lives and values of its citizens. He showed them it would be international in its membership, including Gentiles as well as Jews. He showed them that it would be gradual in its expansion, beginning at once in Jerusalem and then growing until it reaches the end of both time and earthly space. You see, Jesus had said to them in Matthew 24 that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. And between the Spirit's coming on the day of Pentecost and the Son's coming again, they were to be His witnesses in ever-widening circles. And in fact, the whole interim period between Pentecost and Jesus' second coming is to be filled with the worldwide mission of the church in the power of the Spirit. We are to be His witnesses to the end of the earth and to the very end of the age. And you know, in the disciples' day, the ends of the earth was, was likely considered Spain. That was the end of the world, known world at that time. But what's interesting is throughout the centuries, the places that were known as the ends of the earth just kept expanding. People have travelled to China and Japan, the Philippines, to India. Geographically, the gospel has gone out from Jerusalem to the outermost parts of the earth. So what is it for us today? What is the end of the earth for us today? When we can see every square inch of, of earth on our phone by just looking up Google Maps and we can travel to the outermost parts of the world and communicate across continents and seas instantly with modern communication. 
And today, more than ever, the ends of the earth is less about geography in our 21st century globalised world. Carl Faiz says this, he says, you know, in the past, missionaries used to get on boats and planes to go to the ends of the earth, but now the ends of the earth have come to our large cities. Going to the ends of the earth may mean simply crossing the street. How true is that? In this week's episode, Peter Rowan, the National Director of OMF in the UK, says this. He says, back 150 years ago, mission was from the west to the rest, but now it is very much from everywhere to everyone. And you can just cross the street here today in London, which is where he lives, and you will meet people from all the nations. How true that is. But you know, as I watched this week's episode and heard Peter Rowan's words, it's now everywhere to everyone. I had to rewind it and listen to it again a couple of times, in fact, because back on the Sunday, the 22nd of March, as all of the gathering restrictions for COVID kicked in, I shared the following at the end of the message on that day. This is what I, I shared. I said, the vision God gave us as a church for this year was everyone based on the truth that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, Romans 10, 13. And this passage expresses the great value each and every person has to God and the truth that not one person is beyond the reach of His saving power and life-transforming love. I said, when God called us to reach everyone, we had no idea He would be enabling us to reach more people than ever before through online services and sending us out to literally gather everywhere across our community. So our vision, I said on that day, has just gotten a whole lot bigger. It's now everyone, everywhere. As I watched this week's episode and heard those words from Peter Rowan, I sensed strongly the Spirit of God was just affirming for us as a church, again, the vision He has given us for this season, in this particular time, that He is with us, that He is leading us. And I want to share with you just a couple of stories of the way God is fulfilling His everyone, everywhere vision by the power of the Holy Spirit among us as a people. Let me just share a couple of stories with you. We received the following email from someone in Thailand after our Easter services. This is what they wrote. They said, hi there. Just wanted to say thanks so much for a great Good Friday service. I watched it from Thailand where I work and live with my family here. I have no idea where in Brisbane you are, but my mum said she watched the service. It was great and suggested we watch it. It blessed me so much. The guy who shared his testimony was great and my 15-year-old son heard bits and pieces of it too. So I'm praying those words reach my son's heart too, that he too would turn to Jesus for himself, see him as real and true for his own life. It was a great story to share. Sermon was great too. Blessings from Chiang Mai, Thailand. How is encouraging is that? Literally, it's everyone, everywhere. As you know, our G'day Saturday online ministry has just gone global. It's shifted to online and there's now over 80 students and the number keeps growing. And Pastor Andrew received the following email from one of the leaders of this ministry this very week. And I wanna read it to you. This is what the person wrote. It said, hi, Andrew. Thanks for your call last week regarding the continuation of English classes online. It was a great encouragement for me as I've been seeking God's will for my life. I sought God's wisdom as I read my devotion last Thursday in Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. 
And I was reminded that any work done for God must be done in the power of His Spirit and in dependence on Him. How good is that on Pentecost Sunday? I was also reminded of the need to prepare and train fellow workers and to persevere and go where the need is until everyone hears. There it is again to keep going until the audience is exhausted numerically, till all have heard the word of the Lord, quoting from Acts chapter 19. She says, moving forward, I would love to be involved in this ministry and have been greatly encouraged by the new students I've met in the last few weeks. I had a new lady from Mexico on Saturday. Jasmine is currently living in Sydney and heard about G'day Saturday via Facebook. God willing, I'm meeting Andrea tomorrow for morning, tomorrow morning for coffee. She cried when our last lesson finished. She didn't want it to end. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Regards from, from Ellen, one of our G'day Saturday leaders. How amazing is that? Praise God for what He is doing. This is the new to the ends of the earth in so many ways as we are enabled by the Holy Spirit and Zoom as well in that. Recently, we received the following message through our, one of our online service platforms. It said the following. It said, I've contacted the church thanking them for showing me the way to receive Christ. I cry every service. Is that normal? Until recently, I've had 30 plus years of not worshipping God. In an incredibly quick motion, I've gone from simply believing in God to adoring Him. And this week, I heard more of the story behind this message that was sent in. A lady in our church called Lisa invited her friend Janelle to watch the online Easter services. And Janelle messaged Lisa after watching the Good Friday service and said that she loved it and she was, couldn't wait to tune in again on Sunday. And since then, she has come to faith in Christ and experienced His love and, and His power and the Holy Spirit in her life. She's the one who sent that message in. And this week, Janelle messaged Lisa a photo of a Bible that Lisa gave her back in 2007, 13 years ago. Here's a photo of the inside cover of that Bible. And it says this, it says to my beautiful friend Janelle, the words in this book have been written for you from your heavenly Father who loves you. Always remember that Jesus loves you and so do I love Lisa. Dated the 8th of September, 2007, 13 years ago. 13 years ago, Lisa followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit, stepped out in faith to give a friend a Bible and write that note in there. And perhaps at the time she felt discouraged, maybe wondering if anything would ever come of that. But her story reminds us that as we follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, He brings the fruit in His time. He does this and we can trust the outcome to Him. But we know that when we follow those promptings, He is working, even if we don't see it, if we don't know it, even if the timing is different to ours. So don't be discouraged this morning. This is for some particularly. Don't be discouraged this morning if you're waiting. If you've not yet seen the fruit, be faith-filled this morning. I just wanna encourage you with that word for some particularly this morning. But our calling in response to His great love for us and the infilling of the Spirit is just to be open, to follow in faith the promptings that He gives to us because Spirit-filled followers of Jesus are a people on mission, a people on mission to the ends of the earth and until the end of the age. And so the response today is this. Firstly, 
I want you to ask the Spirit of God to show you what, what is your to the ends of the earth? What is that for you in this particular season you're in at the moment? For you, maybe it's across the street in this season of your life. Maybe it's across the table in your own home. Maybe it's to cross the cultural divide in your very city. Maybe it's across the places where faith has been forgotten. Maybe it's across the globe. Maybe for you it is across the globe where there are those who have still not heard. But ask the Holy Spirit just to show you what is to your to the ends of the earth. Ask Him to reveal that to you. And secondly, I want to encourage you to join with us on our prayer tour this week as we've extended this extra week as, as together we ask the Holy Spirit to empower us as His people, to see our community, to see our, our city transformed by His love, by His saving power. I really want to encourage you to join with us as a response today. And finally, I want to encourage you this morning to pray a prayer similar to the one my pastor friend prayed. Just to say to the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I want to be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit to be used by you this week and in this season that we're in at the moment, to be used by you to share this message of hope and love, the good news of Jesus with others. Can you imagine what could take place if all of us as a church together, we prayed that prayer today and then responded in faith, the promptings of the Spirit of God. Can you imagine what could take place across our community and our city, in our families over the next few weeks and months ahead if together we would do that? Well, this is God's heart. This is the heart of the Spirit of God, why He was given to us because a Spirit-filled people are a people on mission, caught up, with His holy plans and purposes to see blessing flow to many. And so I wanna pray together now as we respond in our hearts to what He said to us. Let's join our hearts together in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word to us. We thank You, Lord, for the incredible gift of the Holy Spirit that comes to bless us, to help us, to guide us, to give us hope, to impart Your love to us, great God. Where would we be without the gift of the Holy Spirit? And now, Lord, we thank you for your word to us this morning, reminding us again on this Pentecost Sunday that the Spirit of God is given to us to empower us for mission. That Spirit-filled followers of you, Lord Jesus, are those who are on board with your mission. So, Lord, I wanna pray that as we respond in our hearts to you, that you would find in us a heart just to be open, more open than ever before to the promptings of your Spirit, and that we would respond with faith. And as we do this together as your people, We would see and hear just story after story after story of what You are doing, we pray, across our city and our community and Lord, beyond that as well. We thank You, Lord, for the affirmation You've given to us of the everyone, everywhere vision You've led us into, Lord. And we are faith-filled and expectant for the greater things yet to come. And so we look to You, great God. We need Your Holy Spirit. Without You, we can do nothing. So come, empower us, anoint us afresh by Your Holy Spirit today, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' Name. Amen. We're gonna sing a song together now as we just continue to respond in our hearts. It speaks about the way um, the Spirit of God's desire is to bring revival to our lives, to bring revival to our community, to our city and beyond as well. So let's sing this together as the band lead us now as we respond to all that God is saying to us this morning. Let's worship together now. Church, thank you so much for joining us this morning. So great to be worshipping together, hearing God's Word together. Don't forget we have a service tonight again at 6pm. Pastor Jono is bringing God's Word to us then. You're welcome to join us again. There are lots of ways that we can connect with you online too. So please feel free to do that. And we look forward to seeing you again soon.
Thanks for joining with us for our service today. If you sense God speaking to you or you'd like to find out more, we want to help and encourage you on your journey of faith. You can reach out to us via our website or email hello at bridgman.org.au. And don't forget, if you have a prayer need, we'd love to pray for you. And you can fill in a prayer card on our website or email prayer at bridgman.org.au. I'm praying God's blessing for you this week and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.